0: I'll tell you this much. Unhealthy relationships are so fucking hard. It mm-hmm. it brings up all of our stuff. You know what can sometimes feel even scarier is a healthy relationship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It is scary as fuck. There is no hiding.
1: There I was just so going to say you can you can
0: hide in an unhealthy relationship. <laughs> you can hide so well in an unhealthy relationship. A healthy relationship is like, "Oh shit." I'm Emily Goff, a human connection coach, writer, and speaker with an insatiable sense of curiosity and adventure, always asking more questions and using the power of stories to teach, learn, and grow. We boldly explore relationships, connection, and the nuances and complexities of the human experience with compassion, honesty, and a sense of humor. With both solo episodes and highly curated guests sharing incredible stories, experiences, and expertise, the Room to Grow podcast takes the entire idea of growth to the next level, all while covering the uncomfortable topics many of us would like to avoid. There's always more room to grow. Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. Emily here, and today's episode is something I have never done before. You are listening in on a live recorded coaching session. Uh, From start to finish, there is no editing. Um, this This is exactly what a coaching session with me would sound like if, if you were coaching with me yourself. And this is a really, this is really intimate. You know, I, I I had some people suggest that I start to do this and I honestly wasn't sure anybody would want to because we get into such deep, intimate details in my sessions. And I put the call out there on social media and I was overwhelmed at the response. (laughs) of people who wanted to sign up for this. I'm like, wow, okay. So first of all, it was a lesson for me in asking for for what I need and want. And secondly, it was really an indication to me of how many people want to do this work. And that is just so beautiful to me. So this session, I give so much credit to our guest, Kelly. Um, I have coached her occasionally over the years, so like, like here and there, but not, not consistently through it all. Um, and she is coming on to talk about why she is really resistant to getting into a relationship with a man that she thinks is wonderful, and she she really wants to explore something with him, but she has had a lot of a lot of blocks and resistance come up uh, to it. So we're digging into what's underneath that for her, and and we get we get deep. Today, so I'm really excited for you to listen to this. I would love your feedback. Um, I would also love for you to apply to do one of these yourself. Um, I I do have limited spots, and the, the podcast is not going to turn into nothing but live coaching sessions. I want to be I want to be clear that's not that's never been my intention for this podcast, nor is it going to be. But I do like the idea of dropping these in occasionally, because it's really hard sometimes to explain what I do. And my clients actually have even expressed that it's hard for them to explain what I do, even though they're getting incredible results with me and they love working with me. They're like, I try to explain it and I don't, I don't know how to tell people how you do it and what you do, because I, I, I bring so much from so many different areas of deep study that I've done and, and deep work that I've done and personal experience and all of these different things. And it the way that I get to where I, I need someone to go and based on what they've told me that they want, it's sometimes difficult to describe. Uh, you can tell right now I'm having difficulty describing it. <laughs> so this is why I'm going to be dropping, you know, kind of sprinkling some of these in, so that you get a taste of of what it's like to work with me, and what it, what a taste um, a taste of of what it's like to do this work. So super excited to get your feedback. If you would like to apply to be on one of these sessions with me here on the podcast, I am dropping the application form in the show notes um, and. You know, fill it out. Like I I encourage you, I I deeply encourage you to apply. Do not talk yourself out of applying because you're like, oh, she'll never pick me, or oh, like my problem isn't big enough, or whatever, whatever the the limiting belief is. No, no, fuck that. (laughs) Please apply. If you would like to to do one of these, please apply and we will we will reach out and uh and chat and see if if it's a good fit. Okay. And if you're looking to do this kind of work, there are currently three different ways to work with me in 2024. First is through one-on-one coaching. So this is private coaching and mentorship, similar to the call that you're listening to today. The second is couples coaching. So if you are part of part of a couple <laughs> and you would like to be coached as a couple, my partner Kelly Gardner and I are working together with couples as a couple. It's an incredibly unique offering, super powerful. I, I am just blown away at the transformations that I'm seeing through that work. So that is another way that you can work with us. There is also an opportunity to do uh, a free coaching session with us to also be aired on the podcast if you're willing to have it recorded and and aired as well. So I will drop the application for that in the in the show notes as well and you can find more about coaching with with me and Kelly as a couple too. The third way is through my brand new women's group called Grown Ass Woman Era. <laughs> we start on January 25th, 2024. And this is something that has been coming for a long time. I've been able to feel it for a long time. And I think the reason why it took a long time to sort of get birthed out into the world was because I had even more work to do to step into my own grown-ass woman era before I would be able to hold this this container. And this container is so potent that it actually scares the shit out of me too in the best possible ways. <laughs> this is going to be completely next level I' am also going to be working with the group in a super intimate um, uh, group container that I've I've never done before where we'll have like an ongoing group chat and it's it's incredible this is really really incredible if you're looking for building more community this year if you are looking to create more sisterhood, this year, like really strong friendships with incredibly powerful women who are also doing their work, who are doing the hard things, who are stepping up in every possible way, who are not willing to be the same version of themselves at the end of this year as they are at the beginning. This is where you need to be. So let me know if you want more information. We can jump on a call. I'm making it a really curated group because it is so intimate. So if you have any questions, if you want to talk about it more, let's have a conversation. Book a call with me reach out on Instagram. We can chat via Instagram as well. If that works for you via email, whatever works, all the information is in the show notes. So super excited for you to listen to this. Take a listen, listen with an open heart. Um, and yeah, just so much, so much love to my beautiful client, Kelly. This is just really, really brave of her. And I I give her a lot of credit. Hi Kelly. Hi. (laughs) All right. So you submitted an application to come on today. And, uh, you and I have had a few conversations like over the years about, you know, like different, different things you've come to do it's single, like sort of like one-off coaching sessions with me before. Um, but we haven't talked yeah. in a while and you've got some stuff that has been coming up for you. So we didn't even really get into much of anything before we jumped on. Like, this is just you and me going in right away. Right. And as you said, right before we got on and hit record, you're like, uh, so yeah, we, we usually go deep pretty fast. Like, yep, that's how we yep, get that. We <here." laughs> get right in there.
1: There's no messing around.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. So tell me, tell me why you're here today. What's come, what's been coming up for you that you'd like. to? Okay. Discuss?
1: So one of the main reasons why I reached out is because I feel really torn. Between and the last time we spoke, you were helping me or working with me through breaking up with a relationship Mm -hmm. that I didn't feel like I was giving 100% to. And I didn't think it was fair for the other party involved. And I was, I guess I didn't know how to get out of that or I wanted some coaching through that. So that's kind of where we left off last. Um, And then I went through the summer pretending like we didn't break up at all. And so you did break up. I don't know,
0: like, like, like in in theory, but then you you, you just continued to like hang out and and pretend. We like continued to
1: see each other. We went away because we had a couple trips planned, and it was actually right before, um, like the school school year in September. I'm a teacher, that he actually he was the one that said, "Cal, we can't keep doing this," and he said, "You know, either we're broken up or we're together, but we can't keep going back and forth." And I actually really respected that because it's my nature to want to like push things as far as I can take them or I don't, I don't know. So I actually really respected him for saying that. And that made me appreciate him a whole lot more for like actually putting those boundaries in place. I'm laughing because I'm like, Ooh, he got hot. (laughs) Yes. And that was something that you and I had talked about in July Mm -hmm. was when someone continues to let you like, not push them over, but that's kind of what I was doing is I was trying to see how far I could get away with things, I guess. Um, and that's what you said, you said something along, like, you know, you lose respect or you lose, um, you lose respect for that person when they don't have those boundaries. So anyway, so he did that in September and I actually really respected those boundaries and we allowed ourselves to have that space where, you know, we didn't see each other. We didn't really communicate. Um, But then there was a part of me that still, we've been friends for 10 years, so he's always been in my life in some capacity, and I actually can't see my life without him because Mm. we're such good friends. And so it was closer to maybe mid-November that we started talking a little bit more, and then as we got closer to Christmas, like he was the person that I wanted to do those things with. like I wanted to go to Christmas parties. I you know, he was invited to my family's Christmas, like, before I won. <laughs> like, my parents, <laughs> like, family just adores him. Obviously, they checked in with me to say, you know, see if it was okay. Um, but he was the person that I wanted there because he is so enjoyable to be around. Um, and I think for me, the because the expectations weren't there, like, when I was calling him, it was because I wanted to call and talk to him. And our conversations were easy and they flowed and like, we always have a good time together. But when I was under the label of relationship last year, it felt like an obligation to call, or it felt like, oh, I have to call you because we're in a relationship. It just didn't feel natural to me.
0: So what so- what were you making that label mean though? Because it sounds like like the the labels that you were, the, the meaning that you were attaching to the label of what the relationship was, what were you making that mean? Because I think that it it's, it sounds like it was more about the meaning around that, that felt restrictive, not the label itself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't, was that, what was I making it mean? I think I was putting expectations on, um, I know you're familiar, like I left um, a very unhealthy marriage that was filled with codependency and addiction. Uh, so seven years ago now. And I think because that relationship was so enmeshed, I have like a healthy relationship is new to me. Right. So I think mm-hmm. I'm putting on expectations or define making meaning that if I don't call, then I don't love you. And I don't care about you. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what I was trying to attach to it. Or if I don't have all those touch points, then something's wrong. And, 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 And I really, you know, communication, healthy communication is also something I've been working on the last few years. So that's new to me. And maybe if I had a better way of communicating to him or, you know, then I think maybe some of these things could have been not avoided, but like, I don't know, a little bit easier to navigate.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So. The expectations piece, I'm going to zero in on that for a minute because, you know, expectations are so tricky because we, we all have them, but a lot of times they're very covert. We don't even necessarily know that we have them (laughs) until Mm -hmm. we realize that someone hasn't met them, we're disappointed or resentful. And then it kind of, it kind of becomes apparent to us that we've been hanging on to this idea of how someone should show up or how they should be, or, or how the relationship should look. Without actually communicating that, so right. now that you're kind of re navigating this relationship, what what are the expectations that you want to have in place? Like, what what would what would make this relationship feel easeful for you? N- not
1: calling it a relationship. Like, oh, interesting. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, there's something. (laughs) (laughs) This this
0: is interesting. Okay. 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 So what what are you making a relationship mean in general then? So it's not just about him. You're saying like relationship in in general, it feels kind of very heavy to you. This is the feeling. It feels
1: heavy. It feels restrictive. It feels suffocating. And, And the thing is my relationship was not at all like that with him but I was feeling the heaviness and it was by like, there was nothing that he was doing to make it feel heavy. It was just me putting myself in this, like, I don't know. I don't know. There's something with the word commit, (laughs) like Mm. committing to anything. Like, and, and this is something that's come up for me recently is like, commit, commit, commitment doesn't need to feel like shackles and chains. And that's when I'm tying it into. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Uh, I think that a
0: lot of that for you is likely related to how you felt in your marriage,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? That it, mm-hmm. it did feel that way. And then you, I know you've done so much learning and so much growth since then. It's really natural when we're healing to go through a bit of a pendulum swing. It's kind of like we play the opposite game a little bit and we sort of have to, in order to find our regulated middle, however, that looks like for us, because it can, that, that middle looks different for everybody. But sometimes when we've been playing over here in, you know, codependency and, and enmeshment and all the things we have to swing. We don't have to, but, but sometimes this is how we end up healing. We sometimes swing all the way over to like hyper independence. I've got this. Don't come near me. Um, I'm afraid ultimately to depend on you because I don't want to end up as the, the small uh, in our minds, like weak, so-called version of us that, that we used to be. Like right. we're terrified of losing ourselves again. So mm-hmm. our solution, so-called, is <laughs> to then wrap ourselves up in bubble wrap and not let anyone come near us. Yeah. But what what does a healthy relationship mean to you? Like what, if you could describe your ideal relationship, romantic relationship, what would that look and feel, more importantly, feel like to you?
1: Um, it would feel light. It would feel. It would feel free. <laughs> it would mm-hmm. feel, but it would also feel safe and secure and um, trust. Like trust comes up for me. Uh, communication. Um, the safe keeps coming up for me too. I don't know if I already said that, but mm-hmm. feeling, feeling um, valued um, feeling appreciated, um, respected, and, and all of those qualities are what I felt with Mike. And, but it's, it was when I put a label on, on it, that's felt constricting to me. But when I say all those things, and when I think about who he is to me, like, I, I just feel like, ah, like I can breathe a sigh of relief. Like when I'm in his presence, I feel at ease. When I'm in his presence, I feel like I can be myself. Um, I feel safe. I feel like all of those things that I just described—that's how I feel. But it's me putting. But and and that's what that's what is the most confusing thing to me is as I let him get close, all these walls come up again. Mm-hmm. I just want to knock them down. I just want to knock them
0: down. Listen, the fact that you want to knock them down it speaks volumes to me. Like you're here talking about this, you're you're not running in the other direction. You want to knock them down, and mm-hmm. and that's ultimately the the biggest indication to me that you can heal this, because you you actually have the awareness around it and you want to. And yeah. the the safe piece and the trust piece really stuck with me when you described a healthy relationship. One is, I think that part of the reason relationships are reflections, right? They're always reflecting back to us. So the fact that you're seeking those things, a lot of times we, we hold up a mirror. We have to hold up a mirror there Mm. and go, do I feel those things within myself? Do I feel those things for, or about myself, the trust and the safety piece really stand out because Mm. I think that you, that you have a lot of the other things I know enough about you to know that I think you do respect yourself. I think you do value yourself. All of those, those beautiful qualities that you listed that you want in a healthy relationship too. safety came up multiple times. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I don't know if you feel like, like you tell me, do you feel super safe within yourself? And Mm -hmm. if you do, do you still feel that sense of safety? If you let someone else in not necessarily commitment, not, not putting a label on it. Just when you let someone in, in a romantic way, do you still feel safe? And do you feel that safety on your own? Is there a difference between the two?
1: Mm. I think letting him in because I know who he is. I feel very safe with letting him in. I don't feel safe letting other people in Mm. and so the like even friendships like I have like really good friends that if they get too close then I'm starting to back away or I'll shut down like I I've noticed that about myself um and then I just say well I like a lot of time alone <laughs> like that's my how, convenient. how convenient. <laughs> right? like I value my alone time yes but which is which uh, i think
0: is also true by the way i'm not not poo-pooing that i think that's also accurate but i also think it's very convenient it's also Uh, kelly's
1: way of isolating too exactly
0: exactly yeah
1: Yeah. and i know enough about myself to know when i'm doing that Mm -hmm. and but do i feel safe in maybe there's a piece there that i don't completely feel safe with myself maybe i'm still learning that self-trust piece which I've done a lot of work in, <laughs> yeah. but like even communication, communication is is still something that I struggle with. Like Mike is someone that I have never met someone who communicates so well, or when things come up or have come up through a relationship, he's, he's very quick to bring them up, but in a loving way. Like I, I, you know, I was telling my parents, I have never met someone who communicates so well and it's something I struggle with. And maybe if I had some, you know, a little bit more, I don't know. I, maybe it's a fear that if I communicate openly and honestly, I won't be, I won't be liked, or maybe there's that fear of rejection or, um. and I know like in a logical sense, there's nothing I could say that would, would turn him away. If that makes sense. Like, because he, he knows my story. He's no, he knows where I've been. And even after our breakup, he said, you know, isn't this the kind of stuff that we work through as a couple? Because he knows these things that like are real for me. And so just the fact of having someone like willing to work through that, like, I feel like that's huge. I've never had that before. I've never had that in any relationship.
0: Yeah. And that's also scary because if you know that he's not going anywhere, you're going to kind of want to test the boundaries. A little bit. And I think you're absolutely right that there are elements of that, of you can, we can know on a logical level that someone is, is really solid and grounded and, and there for us. And, and that we, we couldn't easily scare them away, but knowing it logically and feeling it in our nervous system are two completely different things. And mm-hmm. in order to build that capacity within our nervous system, we have to build that up a little bit over time by actually doing the things that will expand That capacity. So Mm -hmm. in your case, the, the parts of you that you kind of want to hide away out of fear of rejection and abandonment, all very human things. Maybe that's one of the areas that you need to play in a little bit of being a little bit more open with him and seeing how he responds, allowing him to be there for you, allowing him to Mm -hmm. receive you. That's, that's a really big part of it. And then for you to experience him staying and not leaving again, okay. I know, you know, this about him on a logical level, because I think you do feel very safe with him, but you're still holding back and he feels it too, by the way, yeah. it's, you know, it, yeah. it's really hard in, in relationships because, and I'm speaking heteronormatively here, but. Women, we're we are more primed to seek out safety. From a very evolutionary perspective, we are very primed to seek out safety more so than men. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that men often get given enough credit because if if they're in relationship with with someone who isn't all in, they're they're kind of one foot in, one foot out. They they might bolt at any time. Then the man doesn't feel particularly emotionally safe to open up either. Like Mm -hmm. he can be committed, but it's, it's a lot harder for him to feel safe, to fully open. If he can sense that his partner has one foot out the door at all times, like that's, that's a human thing. That's not just a a female or or male thing. That's very much a human
1: thing. So sometimes, Oh, go ahead. Like to to tie, you know, to add to that, like I've, you know, I, I read things and I try to understand and learn and and when I ask myself the questions, am I making him feel safe in this relationship? Am I like if the rules am I doing those things? And I know I'm not. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I, I don't know, you see those things on Instagram all the time where it talks about you, the first thing who has like not the toxic traits, but like the traits where you're keeping people out. I'm like, that's exactly what I'm doing. And that's not what I want to be doing.
0: Here's where I want you to offer yourself compassion though, because first of all, when when we see a a way that we're showing up, trying to hate that part of ourselves into changing, it doesn't, doesn't work. It's not useful. Mm -hmm. And and really what's underneath it or shame it. Exactly. Exactly. Judge it, you know, all of those, all of those, those pieces that are just kind of like, it brings up all the crunchy feelings that doesn't, that doesn't Mm -hmm. change the behavior. It's not, it's not useful. What, what we need to do is to look at it through the lens of like, Kelly, you're essentially everything that we do as humans, these types of behaviors, all of these things, they're coping strategies that we use to get our needs met. One of your needs is to not lose yourself. Right. So the idea that you've created, created of what relationships are and, and what relationships have been in your past, you've, you've put a, a, very subconsciously, you, you created this sort of blanket idea of that's what relationships are. So therefore, in order to protect yourself, you need to show up in a particular way, which means keeping, uh, keeping him at an arm's length. Mm -hmm. And when we can look at it through that lens, the fact that these are just coping strategies, these, these are, are tools that you have learned over a lifetime as a form of self-preservation Mm. Doesn't that put a different spin on it for you? Like, like I'm hoping that that gives you an angle to be able to
1: offer yourself a lot more
0: compassion and grace through that.
1: Yeah. It's funny you say that word self-preservation, because there was an idea that I was reading about yesterday that said, instead of looking at it, like you're being selfish, it was your way of self-preserving. Right. And like having that compassion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and this is sometimes what is required for us from us is radical levels of self-compassion. And, and in that it starts with self-acceptance to be like, okay, I see you. I, I acknowledge these parts of me that are doing everything they can to just protect me sometimes. And, and you can, you can try this right now if you want. Sometimes if I'm having a moment, you can try it, putting your hand on your heart, it's taking a few deep breaths and really like visualizing your heart, not the literal organ, but, but what is, what is in
1: there for you? So you tell me what you see. Um, I see love, compassion, um, like I have selflessness, mm-hmm. um, I see like authenticity, being genuine, um, communicating my needs. Um, Like just, just like in a, yeah, like an abundance of love in there, like wanting to give, (laughs) like wanting to, wanting it to come out. That's beautiful.
0: And what, what does that part of you need in order to allow those beautiful, beautiful qualities that you have to
1: flow. I don't know. I don't know.
0: When I did this exercise with myself just a few weeks ago, it was in a moment of like high anxiety and I was, I was stressed and I put my hand on my heart and I got a visual of little Emily curled up in a ball, just Mm -hmm so distressed, like just wounded and, and in so much pain and scared, really scared. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: those are the parts of ourselves that are doing everything they can to protect us from being hurt the way that they were hurt. So can we offer that little version of ourselves, the love and care that, that she needs in order to be able to be like, I got this, I got this. Like yeah. building that sense of self-trust. Again, I'll bring it back to the trust piece because that was the second piece that you kept mentioning about the relationship, mm-hmm. like the, the safety and the trust. And when we don't trust another in relationship who has given us no reason to distrust them, I guess there's, there's intuition and all those things. But I think we've established yeah. here that like, for you, you're not getting intuitive hits to not trust him. You yeah, no. you know that you can trust him. It's, yeah. it's other things that are getting in the way, right? Yeah. And and when when we enter into situations like that, that is holding up a mirror to go, okay, where I I I'm feeling this like, oh, can I really trust you? But am I really asking? Can I really trust myself? Like, this is where we can always turn the questions around, right? Like if I've had moments with my partner before, where like, I, I don't feel seen. And then I'll turn it around to myself. And I'm like, actually, it was a moment where I wasn't feeling seen in my business. And I wasn't feeling seen by myself. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. seeing myself and, and, you know, accepted, understood all of these things, feeling like we belong, all these things that we can project onto other people. So often it takes a simple flip to and it doesn't mean that the answer is always something within ourselves but i kind of find that nine times out of ten it is like when we flip it around it's like well am i actually feeling do i understand myself do do i feel like i belong within me do i feel safe within myself and then when we can act more from that place and we can start to work on that sometimes i find that you know as long as we're again talking about relatively healthy relationships that can shift the dynamic dramatically for the better. Mm. But it still has to start within.
1: Yeah. No, that really hits home. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, can I trust myself? And Mm. I don't think I do in a relationship. Why is that? I, I, sorry. Why is that? Um, because there hasn't been a relationship that I feel like I've been completely honest in. So here's your opportunity,
0: right? Mm-hmm. And and you're dead on with that. I'm so glad that you noticed that because if we are not honest with someone else, we're never going to fully trust them because we're always waiting for the other shoe to drop because they're like, oh, well you think I'm beautiful and funny and smart and you know all these magical yeah. things and I'm extraordinary and whatever. And on a logical level, again, we can be like, yeah, yeah, I am all those things. (laughs) But underneath (laughs) that, we're like, "Mm, just wait, you haven't seen all of me. And when you do, you're going to leave. You're not going to like what you see.
1: Yeah, there's that. And I also feel like any relationship that I've been in since high school there was a lot of overlap because I didn't know how to get out of one relationship before I moved on to the next. And I think that's when I like, so when I finally did separate, I wanted nothing to do with dating. <laughs> um, and even now, like, I'm not interested in dating anyone else. Like I want to figure this out. Like this is the person that I want to figure it out with. Um, I don't, I don't know that he even knows that <laughs> to be honest, like, because I've done such a good job of like pushing things away and saying, I don't want anyone. And um, so, yeah, I think I don't trust myself to be honest in relationship based on past experience, but that doesn't mean I can't do it now. Like I'm a completely different person than I was six years ago. (laughs) I'm not that person anymore.
0: Yeah. And you get to make those choices. And you are with someone who is showing you again and again that he can hold it and he can hold you. And you're not letting him. You're not receiving the gifts that he's offering you. Wow. The first thing you need to do is to tell him what you just shared with me that he's the one you want to figure it out with. Cause mm-hmm. damn, like I got chills when you said that. I'm like, well, shit, she found, she found the right guy. Like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and,
1: and it's so funny. Cause I did like this inventory this summer and it was, what, what do you look for in an ideal? I even sent it to him. Like we had broken up and I'm like, Hey, I just saw this. You want to do it too? And it was like an inventory of like, what do you look for in your ideal mate? And everything I checked off, I'm looking at it. And I'm like, that's Mike. That's, that's him. Like, w- what's my problem? <laughs> like, right. So that
0: makes me laugh because the image, the, the visual that I just got when you were saying that was like, you know, adult Kelly has broken, broken it off with him at that point. But yeah. little Kelly is like peeking out from around the curtain going
1: like, <laughs> Hey, I'm right here. Come back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, like, he even filled it out. And, like, he, he did the list and the check thing, and then he sent oh. it back to me. And I'm like, shit. Like, most guys wouldn't do that. They'd be like, yeah, whatever. Next, right? Like, he took the time to do it. Girl, effort and, and is then, fucking And hot. then when I'm looking at his versus mine, I'm like, we've got all the same things that we're looking for in in a, in the other person. like. Yeah. Yeah, it's just
0: mind blowing. I think that he has been for a long time now providing you with a level of consistency that mm-hmm. builds safety. And yeah. are there parts like I'll I'll tell you this much. Unhealthy relationships are so fucking hard. They're a shit show. It, mm-hmm. it brings up all of our stuff. You know, what can sometimes feel even scarier is a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. It is scary as fuck. There is no hiding.
1: There's, I was just going to say, you can, like, you can hide in an unhealthy relationship.
0: <laughs> you can hide so well in an unhealthy relationship. You can hide all of your bullshit. You can point to the other person. You can show where they're doing things wrong and you're the perfect angel and all of these things. And we can even kind of mask it between, you know, taking, taking elements of personal responsibility. We're like, yeah, yeah. You know, well, I'm not like blaming, like here's my shit too, and whatever, yeah. but it's still just the tip of the iceberg. A healthy relationship is like oh shit here's i i can't i can't get away with <laughs> you any want to of communicate my communicate about this too <laughs> like
1: we could like he wants to communicate which is like something that i've wanted in my whole life as someone who could communicate and then when i'm given the opportunity i'm like oh we don't have to go there
0: like <laughs> you're telling the universe what you want and then you're putting the this this was shared with me recently actually So please know I'm saying this from a place of, you know, I get it in in different contexts, but um, you're telling the universe what you want and you haven't for a long time. And yet when it arrives, you're putting on the brakes. So you're hitting the gas and the brakes at the same time. And the universe is like, I don't know what to fucking give you. Like, what do you want? I'm trying to Mm -hmm. give you what you want. You're pushing it away. What do you want? (laughs) I can't deliver what you're asking for. If, if you are hitting the brakes, as soon as it shows signs of Mm it,
1: but
0: what do you want? What do you really, what do you want, Kelly? Like speak, speak to me. What do you want from the depths of your soul?
1: I want to feel free, but I also want, I want that commitment. I want that healthy relationship. I want a relationship that feels free and light and easy and loving and I I think I try to tell myself I don't want that but that's my way of self-preserving um I, I want to have that partnership with someone like we have fun together like it's easy when we're like it's easy I, I want to be with someone that makes that feels like ease and and slow and um where I don't have to be anyone but myself around them and
0: what is it about a relationship that doesn't feel free to you
1: the definition that i've given it like so the... Fuck the
0: definition why can't we change the definition yeah truly like let, let's unpack this uh, what what is it that would make because every Everything that you're describing to me of what your ideal relationship would look like. The relationship that you want and desire sounds remarkably similar to the relationship that you have. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Right. Am I, yeah. am I nailing that? Okay. Yeah. So- and if there's
1: like, you know, when I think about someone who, who would, who would support like what I do like you know, a huge part of my life is sharing my story and, you know, supporting other families and women who have been through what I've been through parts that like, he actually promotes that and shares that. And, and he's like, you know, we'll run into someone who is going through the same thing. He's like, Oh, that's what Kelly does. You should talk to like, like, right. Like to have that's- someone who, sees what you do and respects you for it that's Mm -hmm. like all I've ever wanted instead of like being told like no you can't do that which was you know a huge part of my marriage is like don't say anything don't talk I'll do the talking um so to have someone like you know I'm sharing hard parts of my story and it's being respected and valued and And she's probably what I Yeah.
0: As he should be. And that's Mm -hmm. amazing. And, and the piece that I'm going to, that I'm, I really want to touch on there was that you mentioned that in your marriage, you were kind of shut down. Like, don't, don't talk, don't say anything. You're doing that to yourself right now in this relationship.
1: Mm.
0: Don't talk, don't say anything. Don't, don't say the thing that I really want to say. Don't share my real fear, my real feelings. Don't be super honest yeah. with him. You're doing that to yeah. you. It's not anybody else doing it to you now. It's you doing it to you.
1: Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, snap. <laughs> yeah.
0: Another element of this. That's exactly is, what I'm
1: doing. Yeah. And, and
0: another element of this is all of these, all these beautiful qualities that you're looking for in, in a partnership, including healthy communication. Can you say that you are fully embodying all of those traits that you're looking for in someone else right now? No, but you have choice because you know, how you know a lot more than you think you do, including about communication. I know you mentioned that you feel like you have a lot of work to do in that area great. How are you going to do the work? If you refuse to engage with other humans, this is the work. This is the fucking work. Like you've done so much work, Kelly, like on your own. And I get it. I was just like you for five years, Kelly. I did the work. I did the work. I did the work. I did the work. Most of it on my own. Or yeah. with like a coach, but not like in relationship a lot of the time. Yeah, it's really
1: like easy I, to learn it on your own. It and is not super
0: fucking it. easy. It's like, I am communicator number one. <laughs> I got one. the boundaries, but I'm staying by myself. I am and good. Yes, yeah. I have the boundaries. No one is trying to cross them because I refuse to engage with other humans, but it's fine. I've got boundaries. I'm good. I'm yeah. safe. I'm protected. I'm up in my little... You know, my turret, I'm, I'm totally, I'm totally good. Yeah,
1: I haven't seen anyone for five days. My boundaries are great. <laughs> exactly.
0: Right. right? And... I don't have
1: to use my voice or ask for what I need because I'm not around people to do it.
0: Oh, and man. if you, there's fear in that, right? Because if we ask for what we need and we don't get it, it can feel like a rejection or we make it about us or we make it mean that the relationship is bad or gone sour, that, that it's done or that they're leaving or that we piss them off, right? Like it brings things up, but those things come up so that they can be healed because the longer we delay this process, you're just going to remain stuck at the exact same that you are. Kelly, you are fucking tired of being in the exact same place that you have been for a long time. I know you are, Mm -hmm. you are exhausted of being at this plateau. And yes, you have, you have grown. You've grown massively exponentially in the last few years. And I think that you've kind of hit the point where you found your little plateau and sure, you're growing out. You're still growing a little bit, but it's not at the exponential rate that it was Mm -hmm. right. And you feel very safe here. You're like, Ooh, ooh, yeah. Again, like the boundaries, right? Like I got my boundaries. I got my (laughs) communication. We're good. I've got a cup of coffee. I'm just chilling here. I'm chilling. I'm good. I'm safe. I'm protected. And then someone that you're interested in comes along. And that is scary as fuck because it's going to put you to the test. It's going to require you to step up your game in order to reach the new levels of growth that, you know, you're capable of, but you're having some anxiety and like a little bit of doubt of like, can I though? Like this -hmm. feels hard. This feels hard. And sometimes it is, but if what you truly want, and I'm not projecting this onto you, like I'm just going off of what what you have told mm-hmm. me you want. If you do truly want this, this beautiful relationship that you described to me, what, what is stopping you? It's you. Yeah. But that's really beautiful. That is good news, Kelly. Because if you are the only one stopping you, you're the, you are the one that gets to unstop it. You're like, yeah. okay, let's
1: you're try this. You're the problem, exercise. you can also be the solution. Exactly. <laughs> like, this is like yeah. the best I'm news, I'm really right? good at <laughs> telling other people how to work <laughs> through things. Aren't <laughs> really we all? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and what I'll do is, you're right, 100% there's this plateau where I know there's room for more growth and I feel like I've been stifled. And it's, yeah, taking that next step, right? Okay. Like you, you know, where you can start. Yeah.
0: Sometimes our next greatest adventure has to be a person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And sometimes we, we cannot access certain parts of ourselves without the help of another person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We we are interdependent beings. We can't do everything alone. We simply can't. We're not, we're not built for it physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, even like we're, we're just not built for it. Mm -hmm. So it requires us to be more vulnerable to let someone in. And yeah, that means risk because there are no guarantees with that, but there's no guarantees when we're totally on our own either. We could walk out the door and get hit by a car today. Right. There are no guarantees in life. Like, and we like to think that there are, but there's not.
1: Yeah. You know, when I think about, I just forgot what I was going to say. When I think about him moving on and cause I, I know he wants, he wants a relationship. Right. And when I think about him moving on and doing that with someone else, like it makes me sick to my stomach, even though when I broke up, I'm like, yeah, go see other people. Like I was, saying that but then like if it actually happens and and i i and I, know, I know we don't have control over people right like i get that but it just i'm like oh my gosh like he could actually move on and then i'm alone trying to figure this out all over again and or, or if i've lost something that i actually really wanted but i just did a really good do- job of like sabotaging it mm-hmm. And sometimes
0: self-sabotage comes up the strongest when we have something right in front of us that we've really wanted for a long time. Here's an exercise I want you to do. I want you to make a list of every single fear you have about this relationship. I don't care how how absurd or outlandish some of these fears are do not logic your way through this. Give, give voice to every single fear you have. Okay. Every single one doesn't, doesn't matter. And and get it all out. Like if you've like emptied, you feel, if you feel like you've emptied yourself on the page and then you check in and there's like some more coming up, get them all out. Then I want you to go back through every single one of them. And I want you to really look at it. You're you're a coach. So I want you to really look at each fear, both as a human and as a coach and coach yourself through it and be like, okay, Mm -hmm. if this fear actually happened, or is this fear actually really going to happen or like walk yourself through it just as if, if, if your best friend was coming to you with these exact same things, what would you say to her? Okay. The reason why I want you to do this is, and this is again, an exercise that, that I have done myself. And I was a little bit resistant to doing it initially because like a girlfriend suggested it to me. And I was like, well, no, what if I, what if I get out all my fears, more fears are coming up. <laughs> what yeah. if I get out all my fears out onto the paper? And then it makes them more real. She's like, just do the exercise. She's like, yeah. just get them out because those fears need to be acknowledged. It's like, our emotions often are, they just need, they just need to be acknowledged and accepted that they're there. It's like when anxiety is tugging on your shirt sleeve, like a little kid, it's like, hello, 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 hello. And we just keep ignoring it until we look down at the child who is anxiety in this this instance. And we go, Hey, I see you. Anxiety is like, Oh, okay. Hi. Just wanted you to know why I was here. And then calms (laughs) down. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like this can actually yeah. really happen. But when we when we judge or shame ourselves for experiencing the kind of like crunchier emotions that don't feel very good, it makes it a lot harder to move past them. And they they seep into every area of our life because they just want to be known. Fear comes up to remind us of our aliveness. Because It it's presenting to us. It's a constant reminder of, of life that is unlived.
1: Mm. Mm. Ultimately
0: that's what fear does. Fear is like, Hey, if you, if you do this thing, or if you don't do this thing, then this thing might happen, or this thing might not happen. And then we just spiral, but it's there to remind us that we have more to do here in this life. And we have choices. So we get to decide what we're going to do. And Kelly, if you go into this relationship and if for some reason it doesn't work out, first of all, you will have learned and grown from it massively. And you will continue to. You will pull so many lessons from this that you never could have accessed without him. Right. By yourself, you could not access these particular lessons. Secondly, you would be fine. You are a strong ass independent Human Mm -hmm. and independent does not mean that you can't also let someone in to be interdependent. Being interdependent doesn't mean that you can't take care of yourself. You know that you can take care of yourself. I know that you can take care of yourself. It doesn't make you weak to want a relationship
1: and to let it in. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Cause yeah, yeah, there's so so much growth, right? Um and I was, you know, even with the fears, like sometimes when we get them out and we actually look at them, like are they real? <laughs> or are they like perceived fears? Because I, I can already think of a few that if I put them on paper, I'd be like, really? <laughs> like, <laughs> but it's real for me until until I actually see it, right? Yeah. And sometimes yeah. doing
0: that we can also then almost visualize the parts of ourselves that those fears are stemming from too and be like, "Oh, oh I see you." This is, this is Kelly who existed, you know, years ago in this particular relationship, or this is childhood Kelly who watched, you know, uh, like her, her parents' marriage fall apart, or I, I'm not saying that's, that's your reality. Just using it as an example. Like yeah, we, we can recognize where it's coming from. Yeah. And that also can give a sense of relief because it's like, oh, okay. Like our anxiety can lie to us very mm-hmm. often. Anxiety can lie to us. And when we really take a moment to ground, you and I did a few, like did some, some deep breathing before we got on here today. And when we can really take a moment to do things like that and check in with ourselves, meditate, whatever, whatever you need to do, we can tap into that deeper part of ourselves. Like that, that deep inner knowing of, is this something I want to explore? Yeah, we can't control the outcome, but- we can be attached to how much effort we exert and the energy that we put into something and getting behind the choices that we make because indecision is also a decision right so the longer Mm -hmm. you sit on this fence it's gonna hurt your bum and (laughs) (laughs) it's also (laughs) going to lead to just a lot of ambiguity ambiguity i can't
1: say that word ambiguity that is not comfy either No, and it hasn't been like, you know, as much as, as much as we've enjoyed spending time together recently, there's a conversation that's not being had because I've been afraid to have it. Right. And, and I think it was just, which is why I wanted to reach out to you. It's like, okay, now what, like, where do we go from here?
0: Okay. So you tell me, where do we go from here? Tell me. And there's no way to wrong answer to this. You tell me.
1: Well, <laughs> I think I'm, I think I do a really good, I think I'm very self-aware. Um, and I also think like, there's no reason why I can't do the work to make, to see, like to see how true this could be because I don't think I've allowed myself to show up full, like fully, truly. Um, I mean, I think it would be really helpful if you listened to this podcast. <laughs> and and And, you know, there's a lot of things that we touched on that were so real for me. And so true for me. Yeah. That's
0: beautiful. And two things. One, you know what's even you know what's really scary to a very self-aware person. Getting into a relationship with someone who can point out the areas we're not aware, where where we are not aware.
1: Oh yeah, it's yeah, that's a funny, the you say scariest that.
0: thing you can offer to a self aware because person. <laughs> there's
1: parts of him, there's parts of him that really compliment me because I know I'm lacking in those areas, and they. Mm, they irk me (laughs) And, and they're, they're excellent qualities, but I know I'm not, I'm not like the responsibility. Like there's like a lot of like really good qualities that he has that I'm like, eh, you need, you, you could use some work there. And so it's like a reflection of like what I'm not doing. But then I, like, instead of allowing that to be like, huh, well, like, like, let's step it up a little bit. And he has, he has brought me like I feel like I'm a better person when I'm around him. I feel like I up my game. Like those good qualities, I'm like, yeah, that's something I, I would I could be doing, right? But fuck does it ever get the shit out of me? <laughs> right? And that's no fault of his. Like he's just being him. You yeah, want he, growth? He there's your fucking growth. Me, right? Like, like there's your growth edge. <laughs> like he, Just to be a little bit more specific, me and finances have never. I've had to learn a lot on my own by being a single mom for the last however many years. There's a lot of I would say there's a lot of there has been a lot of immaturity around my finances. I would say one of the things that bothered me the most about him was how responsible he was in that area. (laughs) (laughs) And. Instead of communicating that, I just let it bother me. Instead mm-hmm. of asking, like, well, what does this mean for you? Or why do you do- like I I I I saw that as a reflection of what I wasn't doing and that pushed me away. I have gotten better you in it the to last push you away. Yeah. I've gotten better in the last couple months of like really being intentional and like really paying attention to like, okay, well, if you want to be here. This is what you need to be doing. And I've been able to communicate that with him a little bit more than I ever have in the last month that we've been hanging out. And I have mentioned that to him, like this was bothering me about you, but it wasn't actually about you at all. It was about what I was ignoring in my own life. Mm -hmm.
0: That's really key, Kelly. I'm really glad that you mentioned that because for, for that's so useful for anyone to remember again, that's what I was kind of saying earlier as well, like always flipping it. Like if something is bothering us about the other person, flip it first. It doesn't mean that the other person isn't doing something that, that they could do better or whatever, but what's underneath it. Like there's, there's almost always some, at least some piece of personal ownership and responsibility that's underneath that before we start pointing fingers at anybody else. Mm -hmm. And, and with that as well, (laughs) you know, there, there are very few things that indicate to me better that there's a solid connection there than the other person making you want to be better,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right? Like that's really key. And, And that's something that you, that you mentioned in that. And can, can we approach relationship less from a place of competition in terms of who's, who's better at what, but your team, Like if one of you is, is better at something than the other, which is inevitable in every relationship, someone is going to be better at something than the other one and vice versa. He uses
1: that word often.
0: There we go. Yep. yeah. Yeah. Use, treat it as a team. Like, uh, you know, if, Mm -hmm. if he's really great at the finances, can you soften to receive him on that, to actually let him in, to get some of his, valuable expertise there. Mm -hmm. And you can still hold on to your sense of self while receiving that from him. Not only that, receiving that from him does not mean that you take everything he says as absolute truth. It means that, I mean, it's his truth. Like, I I don't mean that, but you get to try it on for size and be like, cool. Okay. I'm learning from him. Does this feel good for me? Does this feel like this fits in my life? Does this feel like it's in alignment? Is this something that, that I'd like to give a try and then see how it goes? Like you mm-hmm. have autonomy in that. And if you don't have autonomy in that, it's not because he's taking it from you. It's because you're willingly giving it away. Right. You get to own that. And both of you get to play for the same team where a win for one is a win for both. Doesn't that feel lighter and, and more easeful yeah. than yeah. battling it out? To it like feels be like a team.
1: It feels like a team. <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Well, and, it, you know, he'll often say, you know, I've learned a lot from you or you've taught me how to, you know, let things go or, you know yeah there's a lot that I think you know people can learn from each other and it's not like one does it better it's just like we both have things that we both have our strengths
0: right and when was the last time you acknowledged him for something he's better at than you
1: well (laughs) without making (laughs) fun of him for it (laughs) Yes, it, like like, <laughs> like a very he really genuine cares genuine about adult. people. Like he genuinely okay. cares about people, and I do like, tell him hey, that. Um,
0: your face is telling me no. No, <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> I, I think I. I don't think I. I don't think I tell him that in a way that's genuine. I think why? I might like. I think I might like say really like you're gonna do that for them or like why do you like. I'm
0: very why? quick. Why? Why do you hide behind? Why do you hide that behind humor and jokes that that have subtle put downs in them?
1: I know that's horrible.
0: No, it's not. It's not horrible. It's it's. There's something in there that that needs to come out. So tell me, like, what what is it that's underneath that for you?
1: <sighs> I don't. It's like. Uh, it's like really like a low form of communication. I mean, that's not the, the answer to your question, but uh, I don't know. My family's a lot like, like my family will do that too. I've noticed, like, I think that's a, th- a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't know. Like I would really like to be able to be genuine and say that. I would like to do more of that. That's beautiful.
0: That's a really beautiful intention. Are you yeah. committed to doing more of
1: that? I am. If you'll notice yeah, I, that word
0: scared you at the beginning of the call. But I feel in your energy that like that that actually feels good to you.
1: I well, I did we did have a conversation a week ago. I said I would like I would like to be nicer. <laughs> like I would like <laughs> to just not like my parents are very sarc- sarcastic too like he has mentioned it like within our you know we've joked about it within our family but it doesn't feel good for the other person yeah yeah like does it it's like belittling without like it just doesn't feel good you know that's something that's something that i i really really intentionally want to work towards doing better or not not doing Yeah. And acknowledgement,
0: genuine, real acknowledgement is such an important part of any relationship, like acknowledgement and appreciation. And I would also, I I would say particularly for men, not because it's not nearly as important for women. It is, it's just as important for women. And I'm speaking very generally here, forgive me, but I, I, I want to make this point that men typically get far fewer compliments. And expressions of appreciation than women on a whole, again, speaking mm-hmm. very generally here. But you know, women like we'll we'll compliment each other. We're like, oh my God, like your hair looks amazing. Where'd you get that yeah. shirt? Your ass looks awesome in those jeans. Like yeah. we <laughs> we will just go all out. Men very rarely get that. So a mm-hmm. lot of times the only appreciation and acknowledgement that men get is is in their romantic relationship. And and, and even if they did get it elsewhere when we're in a romantic relationship, we want to know that our partner appreciates us regardless, again, regardless of any gender, like both people in a relationship want to feel appreciated and acknowledged and from a genuine place. And it does not count if it's buried in humor under sarcasm, right? Like it just, it doesn't, it doesn't have the same effect. So I still want you to sit with that. That's another part of your homework is like sitting with what's underneath that for you. So I know you mentioned that it's a
1: learned behavior, but I also think like, When you genuinely acknowledge someone, like Mm -hmm. I I think there's intimacy in that, right? Like,
0: absolutely.
1: I think there's the fear of a fear of intimacy, like, but you're also like blocking it when you're when you're putting those like comments or it's you know jokes that aren't actually you know what I mean. Like you're blocking that intimacy from being able to happen. It's a way the of self, like I guess, the a, wall. a way of sabotaging, like yeah. that closeness.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's another very, very clear form of self sabotage. It's it's mm-hmm. a little bit more subtle than blocking the relationship altogether, but it's not useful, and it can be downright hurtful too, mm-hmm. right? But and again, not... like offering yourself compassion in that, because that's coming from a place of that part of you that is, it is very ner You're very nervous about you aren't, but that part of you is very nervous mm-hmm. about what a committed relationship means. So you're putting up the blockades again, is it self-preservation? So don't shame yourself in that, like, like compassionately work yourself through that when you see it and when you recognize it and being open to receiving his feedback when he notices something that you might not have noticed. And he's like, mm-hmm. Hey, you know, this thing doesn't make me feel very good. Just like, I think it's safe to say that you would hope that he would be honest with you as well.
1: Yeah. And I, you know, I came from a relationship that was very bulleting, belitt- bulletling, and I wouldn't want that for someone else. Like I, right. I wouldn't. Well,
0: you get to create a whole new reality for yourself. And you have been working towards this for years. You've been putting in the work for this for a really long time. So allow yourself to receive it. And trust that you have everything that you need to navigate whatever this will bring. And no one knows, right? You know, we, we, we don't know. We don't have the outcome we, we don't, it's not, it's not written in the stars, much as we sometimes would like to believe it. Right. But you can move into this and move through this, knowing that you're giving it your all. Yeah. Because the more you hold back and you're like, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of intentionally choosing to pull back or I'm not really putting myself all in it or whatever. Then if he, if he walked away, it would be easy for you to blame him and to, and, or to blame yourself. will be like, well, you know, it's only because I didn't put in my best effort. Right. It's a lot scarier to put in your best effort and risk it not working out.
1: But what's the alternative? Yeah. Well, if you go all in, you're giving it a fair chance too. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Otherwise you're never even giving it a fair shot. So I'm going to keep bringing it back to that question. Like, what is it that you want? And I I love that you all mentioned that it would be, you know, easier to have him listen to this podcast. And I'm all for that. I hope that he does get to listen to this podcast and stop fucking hiding, have the goddamn conversation,
1: <laughs> be honest
0: with him <laughs> and allow him to feel your heart. Don't wait for him to have to hear it through his earbuds. Yes.
1: Allow him to
0: feel you. That's all he wants, Kelly. He wants, he wants you. He just, he, that man is patiently waiting at the door to your heart, hoping that he's going to, <laughs> at some point, be given some sort of hall pass.
1: Yeah. <laughs> come on in. <laughs> just come in. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
0: And every relationship is going to require work and there are going to be hard moments and all of those things, but there can also be so much more ease and beauty and joy and growth that comes from it that we just completely close the door on. If we don't let somebody in, do not deny yourself this opportunity to see what could come from this. And I think that as you begin to open to him, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised that I think parts of you are going to start relaxing into this. You can start creating a definition, a new definition for yourself of what relationship means and what it feels like. You guys get to co-create that, that new definition together with what is in full alignment for each of you. And, a beautiful, healthy container, relational container, you can end up feeling far more free within that than you do out on your own. Mm -hmm. With the right person, you can actually feel far more free within it than out of it.
1: Yeah. That is available to you. I I feel a lot of hope in that, like the co-creation piece, Mm -hmm. like, you you know, we get to decide how this looks for both of us and what's important and, you know, what we value. Yeah. Like
0: fuck society rules, fuck Disney, fuck whatever your, either one of your past (laughs) relationships are like, you guys get to decide this. You make your own rules, reimagine relationships.
1: That's a good name for something.
0: <laughs> actually, it's funny you say that because my, my partner and I are starting to do couples coaching, and that's what we've named it as Reimagined Relationship. Oh. But I hadn't actually shared that.
1: <laughs> okay, because I'm like, I hadn't wow, talked about that publicly to that.
0: anywhere. <laughs> that's so funny. You <laughs> <laughs> caught
1: my eye. Yeah. So yes, reimagine Relationship. Yeah. You get to do that. Yeah. That that feels like that feels empowering. Mm -hmm. instead of like the stifling restrictiveness that I wanted to attach at the beginning of this call. Like there feels like a lot of empowerment and like joy in that. Like a creative piece, right? Like that allows you to communicate like (laughs) about the things that matter, right? It's freedom. Mm
0: -hmm. You get to do that. You get to have that and you get to co-create that.
1: How are you feeling? Good. Hopeful. Like I'm feeling, like you know, excited to share. Yeah. You know, what we've just talked about and um. Yeah, just the thought of taking something like your relationship and like choosing, mm-hmm. choosing how that looks and feels for you. Like that sounds fun, which is kind of what it's supposed to be all about, right?
0: Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I love this. Heavy. Yeah. I, I, I still want you to do the fear exercise. Mm-hmm. I also want you to have the conversation with him mm-hmm. and just Kelly, just speak from your heart. Do not, do not let me catch you energetically making some sort of list of all the things you want to say. No, no list. <laughs> yeah. You can make a list of the fears for yourself and to go through the fears. You, you do not get to make a list of things that you want to like cover with him. Just just speak from your heart share from your heart let him feel you
1: yeah okay Mm -hmm. okay we'll do it
0: i'm excited for you
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh thank you
0: i love this i love this okay all right so we're, I feel like we may have to have you back on at some point for like a, a check back in to see how you're doing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that would be
0: fun. Oh my gosh. Oh, thanks, Kelly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no problem.
0: Thank you so much for listening. If you want more, one of the most common questions I get is where do I even start doing this work to create deeper connections and better relationships? I've got a free 15 page guide for you called Where Do We Begin? This is the very foundation that you need to start building healthy relationships with others and with yourself. This is my gift to you and multiple people have referred to it as (laughs) life-changing. You can find it over at roomtogrowpodcast.com or check the show notes to go download it and have it sent straight to your inbox. Thanks so much and stay tuned for more episodes weekly.